0: Hello, and welcome back to the Alize Yeezy Show. I'm your host, Alize Yeezy, and today I'm joined by singer, songwriter, Ellie Grace. Hello. Hiya. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? You're very happy to be here, thrilled, I expect. So I'm so excited, I'm running on pure adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's the, what's the phrase, high-octane? It's like a thriller around here, it's like a movie set. So, maybe we should explain how we know each other, because we do know each other. We do,
1: yeah back in the day
0: before you live the lavish lifestyle you now live. Um, it was the dark period. It <laughs> was. It
1: truly was. No, I was a student. Um, I don't even know what year that would have been. Maybe 2015? No. two thousand fifteen,
0: sixteen. 16? Pre-Brexit because when Brexit happened, I was working at a pub. Okay. So it was before that. It was before like actual, you know, like 40 hour week jobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we like got involved with real life.
1: Yeah. And we were just doing like promo in
0: yeah like street flyering so people that yeah. stand outside of event you know like um what's it called like the olympia hall in kensington for example i, th- I probably just made that up probably not even a thing <laughs> but you just stand outside of like these events and you give people flyers we we had to do that yeah
1: or usually it wasn't even as glamorous as that it was like just outside tube stations <laughs>
0: Hammersmith. See, I was was almost right. Yeah, (laughs) I forgot that. Outside tube stations having to... Yeah. And the best thing about that is you'd meet such a variety of people. Yeah. Because I met like um, actors. And so not like actual actors who are on TV, but people who were wanting to be actors. That's like.
1: Because everyone, it was like a side hustle, wasn't it? For people that were doing like usually creative stuff that wasn't... They just needed a bit of extra money, I guess. But
0: yeah, so we met doing that. For you, it was like the creative stuff. For me, it was, I didn't wanna go back into working into a pub. And then That's after that, I got involved in two sales cults. And then I ended up going back into a pub to make my money back. There you go, full circle. Full circle, <laughs> shit, absolute shit. So during the time you were at uni, weren't you? I was, yeah. So I was at a, uh, a music school in Kilburn called
1: the ICMP, which stands for Institute of Contemporary Music Performance. Very nice. Yeah. And I was doing my degree in songwriting. And it was a great time. It was a fun three years and not got loads to show for it now. (laughs) But, you know, we enjoyed it while we were there. So
0: I feel like that's so cool, though, going to university to do songwriting. Uh And since then, where are you at now? Like, bearing in mind we've had, I don't know, 300 lockdowns.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been so up and down. Um, I mean, I've just kind of been trying to be in the studio as much as I can. I've released a couple of songs this year. I've got a few more just like on the back burner for Mm. when the time feels right. But it's kind of hard right now because it's like you release something and then it's just out and then you don't really do much like with it. Mm. Um, Because just before lockdown happened, I just like signed up an agency and I was gonna be like out playing more and all this stuff. And then obviously everything just like slowly was getting canceled and yeah, so a load of stuff just fell out of bed. I think a third of musicians are still out of work since yeah. the lockdowns and stuff. So I played my first gig like a week or two ago. How'd it go? Yeah, it was good. It was just so weird. Like the first half I was playing to an empty room and then it filled up. But mm. at first I was like, oh no, is this what it's like now? Like, ah. But yeah, no, it was it was good. It's good to get back out there, But but yeah, so. Just yeah, keeping at it.
0: It's a little bit like that at the moment with, I think with all the performing arts, like comedy. Mm. And I mean, I've not even been to a standup gig in like just a view, I mean, in Christ, years. But a few weeks ago, I went and saw a musician I really like, her name's Rudy Edwards. Mm-hmm. And even then, like it filled up. Yeah. But I think people are just at the moment, like reapprehensive really apprehensive to be going back out.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think we'll just have to see how it goes. I've been positive about it though. Yeah 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 definitely um it's just a weird time in it we still just don't know what's around the corner but that's why I've been focusing more on the um like recording side and that's kind of my favorite bit I've realized like being in the studio so oh really yeah yeah I think so just like getting to put all my because I write on my own mm-hmm. um but then I have a producer that I work with that I'll take a finished song to or sometimes with like you know some production ideas or whatever and then we'll work on it together and that's like my favorite part of the process is when we're like getting someone's like musical brain involved in something that I've still kind of only got like a rough concept of so yeah just been trying to do as much of that as possible.
0: So like with your creative process I'm not really sure where to start because like the university thing is very interesting to me like being taught are you taught things like musical theory? Yeah. Are you taught how to construct like so I imagine, mm. I imagine it's like comedy and there's ways to construct jokes, like storytelling, there's ways to construct stories. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. what was it like being at uni, basically, for songwriting? Yeah, so it's such a
1: difficult one because it's kind of almost one of those things you can't teach, right? But because it's so subjective and yeah. everyone likes something different. There's no like one set way to do it um so it wasn't like okay sit down take your pen this is how you write a song because it just doesn't work like that mm. um but the course was really really cool because it touched on so many aspects like the the part i enjoyed the most was actually the music business modules um everything was obviously like focused on fr- as a songwriter so learning about your rights learning about how you would go about distribute like distributing or if you want to just be a writer if you want to be a writing artist and all this stuff but like um the business side of how you basically leave school and make it a job um so that was the part that I found really interesting but then we also had all the modules on yeah you say theory performance we'd have still like singing lessons and music lessons um and yeah it was just like the whole thing but yeah we'd have class as well you sit down and like dissect lyrics like I don't know we'd have like an Eminem song to dissect Mm -hmm. and stuff like that which was really fun and like learning all different like I don't know rhyme schemes or like quirky things that you can throw in so yeah it was like pretty packed and then obviously so first year is more just like learning bits of everything and then you're going through to the end And then by the end it's like you're working on big projects so like my final project was a full EP and like a kind of clothing line to go along with it so the concept was to have like an item of clothing to like represent each song or whatever so that was fun and obviously like writing my dissertation I did that on just like the theory surrounding creativity as an idea and different people's beliefs on how someone becomes creative. And, you know, whether that's like a psychological thing or what happens in the brain or people have like spiritual beliefs on creativity and stuff like that. So that was quite cool to delve into as well.
0: Yeah, all sorts. That's very interesting. So as a child, were you quite musically inclined?
1: Yeah, yeah. So before I went to uni, so like when we studied theory and stuff in uni, it was actually kind of basic, but I'd like grown up doing classes just in that, taking exams in that privately. Um, like I did my grade eight guitar. Uh, really?
0: Acoustic. What, like, acoustic classical?
1: Not classical. Um, no, classical's different because you read the music very differently. I did the much easier oh. version. <laughs> oh, I um, not this. Yeah, so classical guitarists will read music as in like piano
0: music, whereas yeah. acoustic guitarists would read tab, which is kind of in numbers rather than... I used to do... I had guitar lessons uh-huh. growing up and you know I begged for I want electric guitar lessons I want rock lessons and my uh-huh. dad was like no you're gonna do classical lessons oh okay um yeah so that's how I learned to yeah
1: yeah but so then I can do the tabs hard. as well uh-huh yeah it's yeah, like it's the easier just, version right yeah but obviously even though tabs easy to read once you're going up it's like the harder stuff to play but Yeah. yeah so I did that um and obviously like the singing stuff I was always so into it I'd I think I played my first pub gig when I was probably like 12 you know no way yeah so what did you do like like, sing sorry (laughs) like my own songs yeah what I know and I was shit at the time as well right so I couldn't really play guitar very well every song I played sounded the same (laughs) yeah I just sat there and just chilled and then it was so cute obviously wasn't getting paid but they did a roundup and I remember I got 70 pounds and I was like I've got 70 (laughs) pounds
0: so yeah that was cute yeah, but like, you're a child and you're, you're 12 and you're doing that, like the bulls, to like do a- Yeah. I would never, I've never have done that like 12, 12 years old. Yeah. i had been too neurotic. But then I, I grew up, like when I was really young, I did
1: um, like theater, just like amateur stuff. But like, so I was really into being on stage
0: and stuff from when I was quite small, so. So your creative process when it comes to writing songs. Yes. How would you even do that? Because I find I find it so interesting to just find out everyone's creative process when it comes to just creating things, because I find it very difficult to just create things from, yeah. from thin air.
1: I know, right. So I I mean, I've written like hundreds, right? But I will still have moments when I'm sitting down, I'm like, right, I have not written a song in weeks. I need to sit down, I need to do one. I'm like, how? Like, it still loses my brain. You can't, for, for me, it's something that you can't force. But then people who obviously are professional songwriters will say, well, we have to go, it's our day job. We have to be able to walk into a writing room and and write on demand, Um, which I mean, I can do, but I won't get anything like profound out of it. Mm. Um, So yeah, the process is always so different. Um, It generally will have to start with me having something I want to say. I know that sounds stupid, but like if I just sit down and I'm like, right, I'm going to write a song. I'm like, okay, what do I want to talk about? I'll end up writing something just like, Shitty because you know, I've got nothing to say, like, who even cares? Like, (laughs) um, and that's why I think the best songs or the most powerful songs always come from people who are like in pain because you have so much to talk about Mm. or like so much to express when you're feeling really like intense emotions. Whereas writing like happy songs is like really hard for it not to just be like meaningless, Mm. but yeah, no. So I'll sit down, um, I mean, it's different every time. Sometimes I'll just like, I always kind of, I'm just when I think to myself, I always kind of think in rhymes and in like lyrics, so I'm always like jotting stuff down. Um, so often I'll just like have a few lines, i write down I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually something. And then I'll sit down, I'll sit at the piano, grab a guitar, whatever. And then um, just let some melodies come. Or I don't know, other times I'll just start at the piano, play around some chords. Um, and then, I don't know, it, it really does vary, which I know is a really annoying answer because there's not like a, I don't know. I mean, for someone who was like, wanted to be a songwriter, wanted to get started, and they were like, okay, where do I start? I'd probably say, sit down, Think about what you want to say. Think of a story. Think about what are you trying to tell a listener. Start with a chorus. Mm-hmm. Write the chorus first. That's not actually how I work, but I think for someone who's like starting out, it's a really good thing because that's the bit where you're going to get your punch. And then the verses are like where you're going to like tell the actual story. Mm. But the chorus is like, what do you actually want to say? What's the What's the point? So start there, then go back and like think about the details. I love writing and putting in really like specific details, even down to like a time or you know what someone was wearing I don't know if you get something really specific in then your brain starts working you start actually telling
0: a story then it will start flowing the way that you just broke that down then to so the chorus is what you want to say mm-hmm. and then the verses are I mean that might be quite like simple for some people but I'm just i have just sat here like no you're absolutely right yeah oh, and that's a really and then that can just be the basic building blocks yeah and then you go on like that sort of format yeah oh. or even taking it one
1: step further start with the title think okay what's this going to be called and then you're chorus will springboard off of that and then the rest of the story can then like intertwine.
0: I find it really difficult to title things even when it comes to like titling these podcast episodes because you have to (laughs) sum up so much in one I mean with YouTube it's very different obviously because it has well is it that different it's a kind of similar format isn't it you know I have to sum up something to draw people's attention clickbait mm-hmm. well book book titles have to do the same thing I guess like songs and song titles have to do the same thing yeah. so it's all the same format really isn't it but I find that very difficult mm-hmm. to summarize in a way that's going to be eye-catching yeah that's going to get people's attention that's the eternal struggle I think for, that's like, the thing. everyone yeah and you also don't want it to be something that people have
1: seen a thousand times
0: well I was, was going to ask actually when it comes to like thinking in rhymes obviously there's only a finite Ways like groups of words can rhyme. Do you find like sometimes has it ever happened where like you thought of some rhymes but then you've actually like already done that? Oh, all previously, the time, yeah,
1: all the time. Or I'll be like listening to the radio and I'm here, and I'm like, really? Have you just done that? You know, there's like freaking. It really annoys me. So like you know, when people like lying in my bed, can't get you out of my head. That is so in the grates me, and I still hear it to this day in like mainstream artists. I'm like, really? Okay.
0: Yeah, um, like sometimes. You know, if I'm at the gym and then they've got like the kind of mainstream pop playing or whatever, you can almost predict. Yeah. You can predict what the next lines are going to be. So then it just feels like, oh, you've heard that before, even if it's your first time hearing it. Which must be is smart really in itself
1: because that's mm. a way of getting it ingrained. I guess they do it for a, for a purpose. You know, they want people to be straight away like, oh, that's catchy. Um, whereas songs that make you think a bit more, cause you're like, oh, that was clever. They're like usually less of like a catchy thing. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely ways to write rhyme that isn't. Just your standard, um, you know. I'm trying to think of an example when you can like do a half rhyme. So, like, a word might rhyme with like just the first half of the next bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is going to be really, really bad. So, I'm just like off the cuff. No right? pressure, pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs> but say it's like, I don't want to cry
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I don't want to break the silence. Yeah. You've rhymed cry and silence, which don't technically rhyme, but it's like a half rhyme. So it's a bit
0: different, you know? Yeah, this reminds me of like that chat that Eminem did where he was talking about orange and how things don't rhyme with it, but actually you can rhyme things like door hinge and if you change the pronunciation of a word, you can rhyme a lot of stuff with orange. That's it. Like He's very good in that regard. Because I mean, I like rap.
1: Yeah, Eminem's um, amazing.
0: Thank you. I feel like yeah. enough people don't appreciate just like his lyrical aptitude, I want to say. Yeah. Like his linguistics, he's really, if you look at like some of the, what was that song that he did What's that song Like he went away and everyone was mugging him off and then he came back with that like six minute long song? Is it the one way I've had the video where he was like playing? Maybe, maybe Kamikaze, I'm thinking. Like if you look at the lyrics of that, it's like really, oh, that's yeah. probably, like straight from him. I don't know, I was having this conversation
1: recently. I don't know how anyone can say that he's not like actually a genius. Yeah, he's right. very talented. Very smart, like so very. smart. Yeah. And smart it always and like... feels real, doesn't it? When you listen
0: to his music, it always feels like, oh, okay. Yeah, like it's coming from somewhere. Because I imagine, you know, with words only being able to rhyme in like certain ways or or however many times, it must be quite difficult to be original if you want to be original. Because if you want to go down the pop route, there's a lot of pop that is original, and then there's a lot of stuff that's okay. This has been produced because it's catchy mm-hmm. because like it's gonna sell. Which I mean, that's fine if you want to do that. And yeah. Then if you want to go down like the other route of being original, I imagine that must be quite difficult. Because w- do you ever feel like, oh? hasn't most things been done?
1: Yeah, I think whenever people
0: speak to me about
1: songwriting, I always say the main goal is to tell a story that's been told a million times, but in a way that's never been told before. Yeah. So that's what I would do. If I'm writing a song and I'm like, this has been said before, I'll scrap it, I won't even finish it. So yeah, it's just finding new ways to, I guess, and like when I'm doing something like that, and it's like maybe a generic story, maybe doing like a heartbreak thing, I'm like, okay, well, let's think about where that person's sitting. What are they literally in the middle of doing when they're about to have this like breakdown and then start from there. And then that just builds a story that's like not necessarily been said before.
0: Yeah, because it's totally fine to take an idea that, because you know, most ideas aren't original. Even in storytelling, you have like the hero's journey Mm -hmm. or like the hero with a thousand faces, whatever. They follow mostly the same format, like this book called Eragon that came out when I was a teenager. It's about this, yeah. Guess motion it's about this boy and he's a dragon rider. And it's basically, it's Star Wars, but with dragons. Okay. You know? But Christopher Paolini, he was 15 when he wrote Eragon. I could have done, yeah, he was 15. Wow. I could have done that. I could have done shit. It doesn't matter if it's a bit contrived because I feel that it doesn't really matter if the ideas are the same as long as like the execution is different and is like yeah. personalized and subjective to you. Oh
1: well, yeah, you still have to string sentences together. You know. So, I mean, you you write. What's your situation? God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've decided. <laughs> I uh, I've decided recently that I'm just going to rewrite Battle Royale but make it British. That sounds like a great idea. Well, I want to go down the route of exploring because a lot of the the battle Battle Royale is in the novel and the Japanese film, um, which. You know, kind of like Hunger Games was similar. Like, they're they're both dystopias, Uh but with different sort of, um, not end goals, but beginning goals in mind. They're both dystopias, but in different ways. And I want to try and explore what it would be like if society wasn't dystopian, but just like hyper-capitalist, hyper-corporate. Like, it's a reality TV show, like the ultimate reality TV show in which you sign up and you kill people, and there's a winner. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to explore that side of things and maybe say a little bit about well, society, influencer culture, how we dehumanize reality TV stars yeah. to the point that they are seen as kind of like disposable. Because, you know, like, you got like this crop of Love Island stars and then next year you'll have another crop. And they're all very interchangeable. Uh-huh. You know, so I've kind of angling towards that because I, yeah. I've, I've, I found out, <laughs> I figured this out about myself that I'll watch a bit of media and I'll really like it to the point of, oh, I should have done this. You know, like, uh-huh. I kind of, I have this weird love-hate relationship with Twilight because it's awful. Yet I do think, oh, I should've written it. <laughs> like, and I would've done it better. So now I'm just, instead of, and then I'll be like, okay, well I need to brainstorm what my next big idea is gonna be. And then I'll just notice like, oh no, I'm literally rewriting Twilight, I'm literally. But instead of shying away from it, I'm gonna lean into it. Yeah. Just be like, okay, well I'll write my own version of Butterworth and just see what happens.
1: Well, you know what as well? There's this theory that with creativity in general, it's almost like a tap that's not been used in like years. And if you imagine if you first turn it on, all the water's gonna come out, it's gonna be like
0: rusting, rusting roast. Like
1: Yeah, so you need to get all that out before you're gonna get all the clean stuff. So just write, this is my thing to people. I'm like, just write, because if it's bad, then you need to get that out of the way anyway.
0: I like almost feel paralyzed by like confidence issues when it comes to writing yeah. and creativity in yeah. that regard. Um, in a way that like, uh, I've not figured out why. Mm -hmm. I feel like this way to certain extent. Like I feel, sometimes when I write, I feel embarrassed by myself and I'm not showing it to anyone. I'm just sitting there like by myself and I'm like, this is just embarrassing and you're pathetic, what are you doing? Um, And I can't get over that. And yet there's this other side of me where I come here and I do this and I don't give a shit. (laughs) Like, you know, it's weird. And I don't know how to manage that.
1: What is it that you feel is embarrassing? Is it like the fact that you're doing it at all or is it what you're actually producing? Producing. Okay.
0: So I'll write something and be like, what is, this is drivel, what are you doing?
1: I guess just tell yourself, I guess it's kind of like the, I can't remember what the thing is, but you know they say musicians have to play shitty gigs for a certain amount of hours before they can like make it. Yeah. There's that sort of theory. Maybe just tell yourself you're doing that, like you're getting all the stuff out that you're not feeling proud of because you have to do that as part of the process before you start writing what you're proud of.
0: Yeah, the amount of times I've told myself that. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, it's very difficult. And then like, the way i go about writing i suppose um with this battle royale rip off i am actually planning it like i'm mm-hmm. writing an outline and and i wouldn't do that before cuz i'd get so like are you writing it in um, chronological order like you writing it from beginning to end at the moment i'm just i'm just planning it out and i'm just like adding things to my plan when okay. i sort of think of them and when it comes to the actual writing i don't know i might well you know. yeah i mean i wrote a novel um and really Just throwing that out there. What
1: about? Um it's like a YA, um, well, coming of age sort of. See my channel, you know I love that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you a I'll send you a copy. (laughs) Um no, I'm actually still in editing stages. There was a bit of a tangent. There was an agency that read the full manuscript. They were like, really like it. Here's some like critiques, come back to us when you've like worked on it a bit more. So that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. But Point I was going to make was when I was writing it, yeah, I did what you did. I sort of planned out the story. And then on any given day, I was like, okay, well, what do I feel in the mood to write today? Do I want to write like a really tense, edgy scene? Do I want to write something lighthearted and funny? Because then you're in the mood for it. And then I'd literally just pick and choose, and I didn't write any of it in order. I probably started in the middle and then wrote right the end. Then, you know, so you pick and choose based on what you're feeling. So you're never sitting down like, oh, I have to write today because you're just doing what you feel in the mood for. Mm. And so I don't know, that might help if you're not, because then you're not constricted as well to like, oh, I hated what I wrote last time and now I've got to pick up from that. Mm. You're like dipping in and out.
0: Oh, I can't believe that you wrote a book. Well done. Uh, Like, good uh, on you. Thanks. How many words did it come out to? Um,
1: At the minute, it's at 75,000. Yeah, that's a standard YA. Yeah, that's
0: a good amount. It's hefty.
1: Yeah, there's enough. It was 60 and then I've recently added in the extra meat that it needed
0: and now as I say I'm reading through so some might get like chopped out again but would you care to do a one sentence summary just like the, maybe the very very basics like it's about a vampire that's it um okay so oh, or yeah. or what genre so besides young a obviously young a What? Well, Who's that? Like some sort of rapper. Like Young Sam- A. Soundcloud rapper. That's me, Young A, what? <laughs> I just found my Soundcloud rapper I love name. love that. Easy. You need to like copyright that
1: now. <laughs> Someone's gonna take it. Um, I guess in a sentence it's about a girl who grew up in like a super privileged area but was like super unhappy at home, toxic stuff going on, um, really sheltered life. Is like, I need to leave this shit. Um, so she kind of like enters a world that's like, she gets introduced to drugs and like, all this stuff and these people mm. that are a bit edgy. Um, and then she ends up falling in love with someone who is not at all who she would have expected to have fallen in love with. And then she ends up having to live this like, double life.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah. Cool. So that's where I'm leaving that. Especially the drugs and edginess. Have you ever seen um, Requiem for a Dream? No, but why do I feel like I've heard of that? What is that? Very, like, yeah, because it's very um, famous. It was originally a novel that came out in the 70s, I think. Huh. And then they did a two thousand film. I think I think her name's Jennifer Connolly and Jared Leto. Oh, okay. Um one of the wyan brothers. You know you know the Wyon brothers He did um or are they the Wayne brothers? Scary movie? Oh right. Come on. Like do you not <laughs> see Scary Movie <laughs> 1 and Two? Yeah. Like, you know, there were there were two like brothers in it. Right. There was one who was the jock and then there was the one who was the stoner, and oh, the stoner was the funny one. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in it as well, and it's about um it's about it's, it's about the American dream at surface level, but then it's also about addiction. The most obvious addiction in it is, um, they're addicted to heroin and one of them sold a lady, she's addicted to like diet pills, which mm-hmm. is just basically amphetamines. But on a deeper level, it's about the addiction to lots of things, like the want for celebrity, the want for family connectivity, but like to an unhealthy degree that actually destroys you. Nice. It's very like, Yeah, it's very tragic, but the film's very artistic. Uh,
1: I just finished reading The Picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, how'd you find it? I really loved it a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. There was one chapter that I was like, I literally wanted to pull my eyes out. It was like really boring. I don't know why, just (laughs) randomly in the middle. But the rest I really enjoyed. But yeah, that's kind of that thing as well about going down paths and getting addicted to like just like bad lifestyles. Yeah. 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 Did you like skins? um no I never really got into it I didn't dislike it but I just wasn't the
0: thing that I got into that's funny because I got into it like a few years ago because oh, I never okay. wa- I never watched it when it came up so I couldn't be I don't know yeah. thought I thought was better than it or something <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird superiority complex of like a lot of things it's very like yeah but I watched it like a few years ago and I was like oh oh this is actually good this is this was my teenage years uh-huh. growing up in Britain mm-hmm. just partying and doing like those mad drugs and being ridiculous mm-hmm. you know so I kind of feel like a lot of stuff I would write about would be about that, but then... I think borrowing for your real life experiences is is the easiest way to do anything. Do you find it like, not easy is not the right word, but you must be capable to some extent of bearing your soul in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, there's things that I put in the book that are like
1: really personal, but then I've completely like, redressed it so it you if you knew me you wouldn't think oh that's about that but to me it's like really representative of something that I went through but I've just like changed it up you know so yeah I think that's the easiest way because that's
0: how you can draw out the emotion because you know how that actually felt I've considered doing that I've considered writing like a book about someone being sober being in recovery but not being able to deal with like these various pressures and then relapsing because it's kind of just like I don't know, I feel like I want to write the feelings out. Yeah. I have a hard time, like, I, I can openly talk about mental health and stuff, but I have, I have a hard time being like, oh, I felt, like, really sad, and I felt like, I find it difficult to talk in that way, and I always yeah. blame it on just, well, I'm British, and we're not, so I do singing lessons, mm-hmm. and sometimes, like, my singing teacher, he's amazing, he's, like, Bulgarian, and he's Guildhall freshly trained, and he's so, like, he's so, like he grabs life, but sometimes, you know, if we're doing a song, he'll do the dissecting the lyrics and he'll be like i need you to act these lyrics out just say them but like mean it and i'm like i can't do that because i'm too british i can't <laughs> like i can't i'm not american i can't be like oh and then i was really sad i can't do like there's a there's a bit of a block and i blame yeah. on being british but we're both british right yeah yeah <laughs> so i just, i blame all my shortcomings on oh, i'm british and stiff up a lip and oh, i don't have emotions just drown your sorrows in fucking cocaine <laughs> But I can talk openly about it, but it's always a joke. Right, you know, but then if you I don't know writing... how to do it like, um, sincerely, that's the word.
1: Uh-huh. But writing in it as a different character might allow you to do that, because you're not being you, you know? Yeah. And no one would necessarily read it and be like, oh shit, that's what she went through. Because I mean, you don't think that, right? When you read, you don't think, oh, the author must have done that really weird thing
0: or whatever. Only if it's like GCSE, English lit, and they're like, the blue curtains represent the author's depression. Yeah. Why does every like English teacher say that specifically? It, the yeah. curtains are blue because they represent, a... why? We're reading The Great Gatsby. What are you talking about? <laughs> True story. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a, another interest you have <laughs> that I just, I want to know more about because I like learning things and very open-minded might be an Aquarian trait of mine. Yeah. Astrology. Yeah. Right, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things I always drop into
1: conversations and I think it makes it sound like I'm this like crazy person that's like lives my life by it, which isn't the case, but it does really um, fascinate me. Mainly because um, it's got to the point I was saying to you earlier that it, I've noticed so many patterns in people and I understand people in such a way now that it's almost like I can't explain it away. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, if every single person that I've met of this sign has made me feel really uncomfortable, I'm just gonna now go ahead and just assume that I don't vibe with that sign. Which sign is it? Cancer. Aries. <laughs> Aries.
0: Don't people have like problems with Scorpios or something? Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. but well, this is the thing though, because I genuinely think that, and I'm, when I talk about astrology, I'm not talking about go read your horoscope and that's gonna be your future for the next Mr. few days. Meg and the
0: Sun. <laughs> yeah, that's like not
1: not the vibe. But for me, it's like. I really, I don't know, this makes me sound like, you know, but I really do vibe on people's energies. Yeah. And I really do just see patterns in the energies I get. Like, I can always, not always, I'm not going to say that, but I can so often be like, oh, I know that you're going to be this sign because, I don't know. It's not even because I'm like, oh, because you sat like this and said this. It's like, oh, because I felt comfortable or mm-hmm. I felt really on edge even though you didn't do anything wrong, you know. And that's just a thing that I've noticed. Um, so, yeah, now I'll, when I meet someone, I'm always like, What's funny? Because then I'll be able to like excuse certain things in their behaviour
0: because I'll be expecting it. Do you reckon though? It might be kind of like how well how words can only form so many finite patterns. Maybe there's just like only so many finite templates for people's personalities. And a lot of people I think are very just they they fall into templates of these personalities quite easily. Maybe like environmental factors. Mm-hmm. Maybe like some genetics. Yeah. But um, what do you say once? Cause like no new uh, people, yeah. only new faces, yeah, uh, no and no it like <laughs> we were just faces. being depressing about it. What? No new people, just new yeah. faces. I, I've met the same person many times. I yeah. feel like I go outside and everyone just looks the same. Yeah, me too. Not in a oh I don't see colour kind of like stupid way. I just mean like every face just looks familiar now because yeah. it just seem to me people <laughs> <I> today. <don't know. laughs> yeah, that's like a whole other conversation, but um.
1: Yeah, but for me, I mm. think on a surface level, that's quite true, mm-hmm. um, but I think people, again, it's just, but people are layered, right? Yeah. So you get, and this is the thing uh, in astrology. Um, so people talk about their star signs or their sun signs, and that's like what most people know about themselves. And everyone's like, what? So there's just 12 personality types, and if you're born in this same period, then everyone's gonna be the same. And it's like, no, because actually, your, you've got your sun sign, which is kind of like who you are on a day to day and like how you live your life or whatever. Then you've got your moon sign, which is more reflective of who you actually are inside on an emotional level. And the sort of person you probably only showed to like your close family or who you are when you're on your own or when you're in your feels. And you've also got your rising sign, which is like, so they're like the big three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And your rising <laughs> sign is kind of like who you try and present to be outwardly. Okay. Or it's kind of like people's first impression of you before they know who you are. Mm hmm and when you like layer those three things together you have a very specific idea of a person cuz that's three very different parts of your personality so it's not like there's just this like 12 types of people 12 signs mm-hmm. off you go but it's like when you actually like look into it it's like oh okay even though you present yourself to be, you know what we were saying earlier like you're this super confident person you do all this stuff on camera but you grew up being like super shy and feeling out of place and like when we were discussing what your chart was before I was like, oh, I, I already knew that was going to be the case. I was actually going to bring it up and ask you if that was how things were for you. Um,
0: Which is just we, like weird. Yeah, can we get into like that chart? Because I gave Ellie some uh, private DLS. Yes, very privileged like that. I know. Um, and you worked out my charts. Yeah. I mean, I already knew that I was an Aquarius. Yeah. And the most Aquarius Aquarius ever. Even if I don't technically. Well, whatever. Um, yeah. So so what? what's my things? Yeah, so have you ever looked at your chart at all,
1: like beyond just that you're an Aquarius? I don't think so. Okay, because that was really interesting because when you said that to me originally, you was like, yeah, I'm the most Aquarius, Aquarius. So that's why I wondered if you'd already seen your chart because you've got so much Aquarius in your chart. So much. And your chart isn't just um, sun, moon and rising. Like you've got every planet's in a different placement and every planet mm-hmm. kind of rules something. So mm-hmm. like Mercury is like communication or Mars is like action and conflict and Venus is like love and emotions and you know, etc. And you've got so much Aquarius. I'm not gonna pretend that I've memorized your whole chart. <laughs> um, but I know that your um, sun and moon are both in Aquarius and I think your Mercury as well, which are like three of the four main ones. But what was also really interesting is cause I always play this really sad game with myself and I'm always like trying to guess what people's signs are. Yeah. And I kind of like narrowed you down to a Libra, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was gonna be an air sign just like 100% knew it. But I just didn't go down the Aquarius route, I got Libra. But your rising sign is Libra, and your rising sign's the one that you kind of like
0: try and portray yourself as. So what, so what does Libra portray themselves as?
1: So, let's have a little second. I'm gonna grab
0: my notes Okay, I sure. Be prepared
1: <laughs> Well, this will be fun though. I'm really intrigued. If we're talking about having your rising as a Libra, mm-hmm. as an Aquarius, mm-hmm. they usually represent someone who's bright and inspired. Which are the two words that I wrote down. And which I know is very just like, okay, what does that even mean? Um, but they usually have a point of view that they try and put out, which will be perceived like kind of weird or like unconventional. It's like <laughs> they enjoy
0: doing that. Like they kind of want a re- reaction out of people. It's going to be like. Yeah, just like saying mad things. Yeah. Yeah, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Every okay. conversation maybe. I do I do say mad, like, I, like on purpose as well, I will say, like, mad things. Because you want to see what people say back and, like... I, I kind of view it as, like... Well, I mean, it depends. If it's, like, a, oh, an unconventional opinion, then, well, I just... Yeah, I want to see, like, what people think of it. Mm-hmm. If it's... Sometimes I'll be very honest about, like, my feelings. Like, if I'm yeah. in a really bad mood, I will just say, I'm in the worst fucking mood ever and I hate everyone. I don't mean it to, like, my mates. Of course, I don't, like, actually hate anyone. But I just see that as... I'm just gonna be honest, because I don't, it's weird, because the whole like British stiff upper lip thing, I've overcome a lot of that, uh-huh. in that I don't pretend that I'm okay when I'm not, and I don't be passive aggressive to people. I'll straight up be like, I'm in a bad mood, maybe no one talk to me for an hour, and I'll be like hyper and manic in the next, maybe that's bad, I in like extreme mood swings, but. So, yeah, the mood swings will come into,
1: <laughs> we'll co- will come to that. Um, but yeah, with your Libra thing as well, I've also put can easily be bored and distracted.
0: I yeah, I kind of think I should get tested for ADHD. Oh, same. Right? Yeah, I'll sit and read a book and I can only read like two pages at a time, because
1: I'm like, ooh.
0: Well, like women don't get, like we're probably of that, we're probably both of that generation where, you know, like boys, if they're hyperactive, then maybe they'll be taken for ADHD testing. But like women, I mean, it wasn't even known until, maybe like, I don't wanna say put a time frame on it, but until recently, it was thought that autism was something that only affected boys, mm. you know? so because girls show different symptoms right like yeah and also like if you're a woman and you go to the doctor it's like a lot of time you're not going to be taken seriously yeah cause it's hormones or like oh it's just hormones or you're just crazy or whatever <laughs> and then the amount of times that like, i've seen in, uh, in the metro the paragon of like news journalism that i read i've seen like loads of articles where women have gone to the doctors consistently mm-hmm. and then like a year later it's oh yeah actually you do have uh, like a tumor yeah or whatever i know it's, and it's been
1: awful and, and really really awful things have happened
0: right how did we get onto this distracted right
1: <laughs> distracted Here yeah we go. Whoops. um yeah so i mean with your i'm just gonna like, dissect you to
0: yourself right and you oh, can I tell it. me
1: how much you feel like you can relate i'm a
0: little bit of a narcissist i like talking about me
1: <laughs> so sun in aquarius i have a lot of really close Aquarian people in my life mm-hmm. um so a lot of this i just kind of just like okay well this is just patterns that i see in people and um, there's usually like quite a strong desire for freedom and not wanting to be um, tied down, wanting to be able to float around. If anything's going to keep you in one place for too long, that's going to make you start to like almost panic a little bit because you're like, what well, well, about when I want to do something else, like then what do I do? Um, yeah, but to be able to move and flow, need for intellectual stimulation. So if, you, if you're doing something for a long time, you're like, this is killing my brain, like in a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to be able to deal with that for very long. You're like, I need to be learning new things. I need to be using my like abilities. Um, pioneering and intellectual Pioneer now. Like you wanna come up with like new ideas. You don't just wanna like do the same shit.
0: Oh yeah, I'm in my early 20s. I mean, I kind of think I was just copying Russell Brand where I went through this phase of, we're gonna have a revolution and I should lead it and I should be, uh. ah yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing that's like very
1: Aquarian as well is like almost being like, a bit of a justice or like social warrior and really like believing in like, equality and standing up for people. And like, a lot of Aquarians I know like really love animals and want to donate to animal charities or like
0: yeah that's me all over like I'd like to do some charity stuff next year like with the sole purpose of animal charity and obviously being vegan and I think animals should have equal rights as humans and be seen as sentient and you know um <laughs> yeah no you just <laughs> such such it should a just hilarious. be illegal to like be nasty to them in every way and we shouldn't have like anybody eating meat like i have this really like that side of me is actually and i don't share it with the internet because i know it's extreme and i know people don't vibe with it like that's i don't think it's extreme to be like i just don't want to murder anything no i'm exactly i don't think it's extreme i think the opposite is extreme but
1: yeah me too i'm like i can't
0: i would not be able to see it as like a well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah, put yeah. it, you know, brutally.
1: <laughs> um, yeah,
0: and I've also put can be kind of stubborn. What do you reckon, Kesmation? Can I be stubborn? Um, next to me, you're the most stubbornest person I know. Next to Kesmotion himself, I'm the most stubbornest person he knows. There you go. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Maybe well, He's just maybe nodding. Mom, maybe your me, 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 and maybe your mum. She's going to listen to this. <laughs> <you're> stubborn, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kesmotions' mum. Love you. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so you are definitely a very Aquarian, Aquarius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like the Moon in Aquarius that makes you. What I was saying about growing up, often very feeling like shy and like a bit of an outcast, like on the outside looking in a lot of the time, finding it hard to tap into like feeling comfortable around friends or.
0: Yeah, massively. When I was um, this is a shock surprise to everyone. When I was a little kid, I was so shy. I just when we talked to people, like because like, I was always. I was always, I don't know, I'd always look at others. I still do look at people sometimes and be like, God, how do I, I said this in therapy once, how do I human, like it was a verb. My therapist was like, let's dive into that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do look at people sometimes, but now it's like, cause I'm older and I have confidence. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna do whatever and be myself. But as yeah. a little kid, you don't, you tend to, you tend to not have that kind of like security in yourself. Yeah. So I would look at like groups of other kids and be like, how do I do anything? And I was really shy to the point that I wouldn't ask I wouldn't ask people if I could like play with them and join them games um, because I'd fear rejection. So I just wouldn't bother in the first place, which was a very bad habit to like have and build up. And then I don't know. I think when I became a teenager and got hormones, then it all switched and i just became really angry. And like,
1: (laughs) yeah, I mean, the thing that it can do is with like moon and Aquarius people is you grow up with that thing. And then you didn't really like that about yourself. You don't want to be that shy person anymore. So you build up these barriers and you try and like, block off um, emotions like jealousy or um, anxiety or like things that you're gonna see as kind of like ick emotions because you wanna Mm. be able to be likable and be easy to be friends with. Um, So you put up these barriers but then you can actually end up seeming, not you particularly, but like a bit like standoffish or a bit like um, guarded because you're like a bit too scared to let people in at that point because you just wanna be like the happy one or the fun one just so you can like make friends. But then you did say, you're, but this is the thing. So that also, if you look at your Mercury being in Aquarius as well, mm-hmm. um, that's like a communication thing. Um, and so actually you are um, very like observational in like a general sense, but you can like pick up on people's feelings and like, have quite good conversations about it.
0: Mm.
1: So there's like the two parts of you, probably the part that you want to be able to talk, but then the part of you that's like, you don't want to give too much away about like, the shit stuff that you're feeling in like an open environment
0: hmm I'm just trying to think trying to digest this stuff I'm good at listening to people and their and their problems and I don't know I do have a lot of Mm self-awareness I feel like it's arrogant to say that but I know that about myself I know that I have like a lot of self-awareness so I know like I, I just know how to be in conversations with like friends. I know when to not draw the attention back to me or not, you know, I, I know like when someone needs you to fill a certain role, like if your friend yeah. is having drama or a problem or whatever and they just need someone's like vent to mm-hmm. and talk to. And I'm good at like molding to yeah. that and being like what someone requires. Um, with yeah. my close mates, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm usually very honest about like when I'm having bad moods and the why of it. Like if I'm having, Sometimes to a point that I think it's a, a tiny bit detrimental because I don't think people know exactly how to, because my honesty will be, I just want to get re drunk right now and do loads of cocaine and let like, fuck my life up. And sometimes people don't know how to respond to that. A lot of my close, Kieran's laughing behind the camera. <laughs> a lot of my close mates will just kind of be like, okay, talk to you in 10 minutes when you've like, when you've fucked up a bit. But for some people it's a bit like, because I Because well, Motion used to do this thing actually, where he would try to fix things. So he'd be like, okay, well, this is the solution. And sometimes you just need to vent. And then that would like wind me up. Yeah, so I'd be like, to took you three good. years yeah. to learn. So I should be like, why should I fix my problems? Oh, I just could do drugs now. <laughs> 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 so that's like his personality type and stuff. What are, you, what are you, Kesmotion? A Capricorn. Capricorn. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> But okay. I find... I just find that I can be... You can't help it. <laughs> I can be honest in a way that sometimes, like, for some people, it's a bit like, oh, my God, what do I say to this? Yeah. You know? Because a lot of people... Yeah. I don't know. What else is there on this? Um, I mean, I feel like we covered so much. Oh, I've put
1: not loud in volume, but has a subtle way of stirring others up. <laughs> What's that mean? So... When you're around people, you might not be like the loudest person in the room, but you've got your own way of like riling everyone up and getting people excited and getting people
0: like to do what you want to do. Basically, mm, I feel like in most of my twenties, I usually was the loudest person in the room, but that's because I would be drunk or, or on drugs, and <laughs> I, I loved being drunk and on and or on drugs. I loved it. I'd let people know. I'd be on MD just at pubs. So like, could I stroke your? Uh, your this what well, like like what? Well, no, no. Once like in. I remember this at my birthday party in Camden, I turned up like two hours late to like the top room of this like, bar that we'd booked with like lo- loads of people there. And I was, yeah, yeah, Hawley. And I was two hours late because I'd just been like doing loads of MDMA. And I turned up and some girls wearing like the most amazing top. And I was like, look, I'm on a lot of drugs right now. Can I please just, can <laughs> I just stroking. stroke your, your top? She was really nice about it. She was like, yeah, there you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> so like I yeah. used to be like during that period of my life I was like the kind of walk into a room just be like oh here now by party's side, but now I'm just more like I don't need to do that you know yeah you know that's really was weird because a- it's not like a typical trait but a lot of Aquarians that I know do have like
1: issues with drinking or drugs mm. like they have had to stop doing it because they will take it too far
0: <laughs> so I don't know I don't know why <laughs> that's just a pattern that I've seen so yeah. when you were saying that stuff in the beginning about um, Mercury's communication Venus's yeah love yeah and like how do the planets have these sort of roles ascribed to them like how how did someone think of that in the first place i always like to like try and go back as far as possible like oh but how is a bowl a bowl like who first decided that i mean it was just like it was just noises and then associations and blah blah i know that but i like to take things back like who um well because that's kind of like Mm. i'm talking to myself here just, whoa, well, that's like, you know, Mars, the uh, the god of war and Rome well, mythology yeah. and stuff. Is that where, like, this stuff comes from? But yeah.
1: So it goes back, I guess,
0: to the days when people
1: really were guided by the sky, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think even in a lot of religions, like, even though zodiacs and whatever are, like, frowned upon. But I think even, like, in the Bible, it says, like, the way of the world to be presented in the sky. No, that's not the quote. But it says about, <laughs> like, seeing things in the stars and whatever. Um, so it's in a lot of... Um, traditions or whatever yeah i don't know when you go back to is it like romans no even before that right mm. like the
0: i don't know but yeah. they talk
1: about like the gods of the different planets and
0: yeah romans took like a lot of mythology from ancient greece from the greeks and yeah. then before greece i don't know i think the oldest ancient group of people well religion anyway like mesopotamians something like that i don't know i know about that stuff because there's reptilians in it but you know maybe they maybe they are the reason for it maybe they
1: knew they spread the awareness and that's because
0: i did see some because i mean i've looked into this kind of stuff like briefly before just because i have an interest an active interest in finding out as much as possible about everything ever Mm -hmm. um and there is a part of me that's like well you know these celestial bodies are so huge gravity must be doing some stuff to us um would that mean that gravity is doing some stuff to our brains like i just don't but I don't know enough to like just yeah. talk about this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I am really into the moon, it's like <laughs> just, as a, just
1: generally. This is the thing I've just got like a moon it. tattoo and everything. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I mean, when you think about the fact that the moon and the phases literally control the tides of the sea mm-hmm. and like the female anatomy in lots of ways, it's like if you think, I don't know, this might be a weird way of looking at it, but if they c- it can control the ocean, we're seventy percent water,
0: so. Do the maths, right? Well, there is something about the moon being linked to female anatomy, and I don't know how or why, but I've heard that I before. Know. I don't know why either. to do like the reproductive system, isn't it? But and also, you know, when there's a full moon, everyone acts mental. I yeah, I can't sleep on a full moon. Well, like, but people act crazy, they go and get really drunk. Like this is a known fact, like my best mate works in hospitality and a few friends and it's just something that you'd say. And like the the police will say it as well. It's saying once the police- They make the most arrests and there's most like suicides and stuff on a full moon and it's really crazy. That mad things happening. It's funny though that you love the moon because I kind of hate it. Do you? Yeah, but that's because I'm just weird. In what way? <laughs> I don't like how big and close it is to us. I don't I do <laughs> unnerves you? Yeah, what if it just fell out of the sky one day and knocked us out of orbit and then we're just falling through forever into nothingness, into the abyss? Abit- don't like it, don't rate it. So, like, what if it just decided to get closer one day? What are we going to do? Blur up? Dude, It's like 400,000 kilometres. 400,000 kilometres? That's not enough. I could run that. <laughs> like, you what? It's just too... I don't like the universe much. I'm not keen on... Because okay. I always get thoughts of like, you know, reality could, because I read mad stuff about the universe that yeah. unnerves me. Like something could happen right now and existence would just, like if, like there, there's something I read recently that if some galaxy somewhere did some mad shit, we could, I shouldn't read about this stuff. I know. But I do. No, I'm the same though. And it's like, everything's always expanding. But it's What's like, into what? Into? Like, how, What's do going on? how do we know?
1: How do we know it's not something worse that we're expanding into?
0: Like, it's gonna suck us up exactly it's mad let's not give our viewers um existential dread though yeah, sorry sorry for the anxiety <laughs> that's probably induced so to sum up everything moon good for you moon bad for me <laughs> <laughs> and i am the most aquarius Aquarian that has ever fucking aquaried yeah basically yeah. you've proved you've proved astrology you cracked it. I've proved an entire theory. I like that about myself. I'm going to go down the history books for that one. Well done. But that is all for this episode. Socials, do you have any socials that people can follow you on? Instagram? Yeah. I'm at Ellie Grace Music everywhere. So. Amazing. Not
1: everywhere on the end of the handle. Just saying I'm everywhere <laughs> on that. Infinite.
0: Um, Spotify, you're on Spotify as well? Yeah, Ellie Grace. You'll see me with the red hair doing my thing amazing check out her stuff thank you so much for being here and enlightening us it's been a lovely one that is all from me remember to like comment subscribe follow us on what spotify and itunes and i'll see you guys next time Bye. Bye. bye